This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host today, Super Vegan Brian. I'm joined by Chris Smurferica. Hola. And David Theobald III. Hey, everybody. And today we are all here and going to be talking about one of my favorite topics. We are not all here. Well, all of us that are here are here. All of us that are here are here, but it depends on how you're defining all of us. All yes, right, that's technically, true. there's five of us. What did they change in the Matrix? I've heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, we had some technical difficulty, and this is our second attempt at starting the podcast. And they literally and- said the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe with a little smirking maybe a little yeah. with a little smirking while we said it so yes it i know but like but, uh, some kind of inside joke but but hans baby this is radio not television put the gun away <laughs> i don't get that okay so uh, all right moving on for david you have to understand that and, and the listeners have to understand that brain i do this so much that even if we're saying the same things, we've probably already said very similar things to each other before. There's oh, not a lot we've said before. Oh, I get it. Okay, I, thought I have it was to amusing. have your reference, David. You have to have. I have to have your reference explained to me because it's driving me crazy. It's from Die Hard, you plebe. We do not name call on this. Oh, podcast, the movie I haven't asshole. seen. That, you you have so seen <laughs> Die Hard. Come on. I have not seen Die Hard. I thought that has they made you watch it over Christmas. Before. I thought no. you were watched it over Christmas out of spite. Um, we put it on the TV when I was at my brother-in-law's, but we were all kind of talking and not really paying attention. Okay, fine. In one of the best scenes of the movie, uh, this guy named Ellis tries to cut a deal with Hans and talk to jo- talk John down off the radio, and Hans pulls a gun out, and Ellis says that line. And then Han shoots him. <laughs> oh, okay. Because he's like making a deal with Hans and yeah, Hans double crosses him. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's sitting there. He's he's smirking, thinking that he's, you know, playing a joke on, on things. He's got a smile on his face while he's saying it. And he goes, John, they've got a gun to my head. You know, you need to give yourself up. And then Hans pulls out the gun and he says it over the mic. Hey, this is radio, not television. Put the gun away. That's funny. And then he shoots him. And then he shoots him in a, in a few in a few more seconds. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was like the point. Wow, what a twist! I never would have seen that coming. 
it shows it's such a coincidence that that's what we're going to be talking today about today is twist endings but first but first we're going to play everybody's favorite game what's nerdy with you where each person discusses the nerdiest thing they've done in the last two weeks and then we vote using the patented mike myler widget system and david you're up what's nerdy with you well my nerdy thing this week is not a fun nerdy thing my car died so I've been over the last couple of days, I've been carless. I know what's wrong with it. I just have to get the parts and fix it. But it's been a headache. So my nerdy thing was figuring out what was wrong with my car. Troubleshooting. Yeah, my alternator died. Okay. And because of that, my battery wasn't getting charged. And then when the battery ran low enough to where I couldn't start it, it went kaput. So I have to replace the alternator. And yeah. Did you yeah. watch YouTube videos on how to do it? Uh, no, I've done oh. it before. It's not, it's ain't my first rodeo under an engine. Um, becoming less and less nerdy. <laughs> Indeed, sadly. Uh, How I is did, that less and no, less nerdy? I did use YouTube to figure out what the wine the engine was making was. See, that's, that, that I think counts. I, I had to look up, uh, uh, engine, uh, strange engine noises for my car model, and eventually I found one that sounded just like it. And I have the to com- tell you, though. In the comments, they, they figured out what it was, so. That's cool. I have to tell you, though, we live in a weird world. I, we had a guy coming over to fix the garbage disposal once, and he couldn't figure it out, and he literally watched a YouTube video on his phone. Oh, I believe it. And then we paid him money. Um. <laughs> We have a we have a, a computer system we use at work, and when we don't know how to do something or something's wrong, we have to call a tech guy. And more than once, I've seen a tech guy pull his phone out and watch a YouTube video on how to fix the problem. That's I admit, what my I husband have, does. I admit I have done it in front of users before. Yeah, I've even gotten the comment. The con. The comment was, "Don't you already know how to do this?" And I'm like, "That's a." insurmountable task to know how to do everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will after this. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I won't. I won't bother to remember. I can look up a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, how about you, Erica? What's been, what was nerdy with you the last couple weeks? Um, Nerdy with me, I binge-watched the new Dracula on Netflix. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, it? it was probably one of the best that i've seen in a really long time oh that's high praise yeah they 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 stuck to the story but in a way that is not contemporary to the story and it really i don't know it was it was a it's so fucking hard to explain it's like you reimagined it Mm -hmm. but had all the right pieces in place so you still had Mina and you still had like him kidnapping her fiance and stuff like that. But it takes it like to this whole other level that by the time it ends, you're like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for Dracula. Oh, it's oh they made him a sympathetic crazy. character. huh? No, not until the very like last moments. Like you go through it going, what a dick. And then like the very last moment you go. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) And it's really cool because like, okay, so there's three episodes, but each episode is like an hour and a half long. It's like Sherlock in that sense. Okay. And um, so they're each many movies unto themselves. So like the first one is essentially, essentially the beginning 
of the story in Transylvania and he's making his way to England, but he never makes England. The second part is his travel on the way to England, which ends up being a fucking murder mystery, which how it's a murder mystery and fucking Dracula's right there. Like, I don't know how they pulled that off. And the third one is he makes it to England, but the world is different. Like, like England is so different from what he expected. It, it almost like frees him. It's, it's so cool. I really, I, I mean, it really is a lot of high praise. I mean, but it, it's a reimagining in a way that is so true to the original. Like you can't even be upset about it because it, it really keeps the most important parts of the story. So yeah, that was, that was my thing. Sorry. That was a lot. It was really no, good. That's, that's cool. It. I've been what thinking about, you, about watching it. I've been thinking about watching it, so that convinces me. Well, because of oh. what you because of what you shared, I'm going to share an honorable mention. I've been reading the Shade of Devil series by um, Shane Silvers, and it's about the first vampire. Interesting. The Nosferatu. Like no, it's 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 a fictional thing. It's it it's about a guy who was cursed by the Greek gods to become a vampire, and then oh. years later he turned Dracula. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, um, it imagines idea. it imagines um, Artemis cursing him after he visited the oracle. So he visited the Oracle of Delphi, and the Oracle of Delphi predicted that he would have a cursed life of blood. And he falls in love with one of the um, one of the oracles of Delphi, and she then um, uh, the gods punish him for stealing one of their maids and. Artemis oh, so he didn't just him. fall in love with her, like kidnapped her. He no, he fell in love with her. He fell in love with her. They actually get married and mm. um but then the gods curse them so they can't touch each other. So he goes to Artemis to beg for the ability to be with his wife. And so she turns That's the him, wrong goddess to do that to. She turns him into the ultimate hunter, which is a vampire. Um but she um and then he goes to, uh, and then he goes to rescue her from the gods. But then um, she dies before she can. So he goes to the underworld, and Hades takes his soul um, in order, um, in as a bargaining chip to get her out of the underworld. He gets her out, um, but Artemis curses them so they can't touch each other because he make she makes um, her fingernails silver which vampires are sensitive to. And, that is interesting. And um, so he goes to Artemis again and says, hey, can you solve this? So we, um, c- c- I'm, I'm immortal now because you made me immortal, and now she's going to get old and die. Can you solve this so we can be together? And she goes, okay, I'll make her immortal. So he makes her the goddess of the moon. Mm. So now he can't be with her ever because she's wow. the goddess now. Yeah, and... Then he goes through a tortured life as a hunter, and then he ends up – he meets the first werewolf and the first warlock, and they, like, form a team, and then they um, – he meets Dracula, and he turns him. Mm. The story is about how he left his life of carnage and decided to make a life for himself in the new world with the Native Americans, and Dracula um, resents him for being the first vampire, so Dracula sends people to kill him. Because Dracula wants the title of being first vampire, doesn't want people to know there was someone who made him. Um, they slaughter the tribe he was with, um, and the shaman um, puts him to sleep um, to heal him of his wounds that were suffered in the battle. 
but the shaman doesn't wake him up until modern time. Mm. So all the supernatural creatures in the world don't know that there's a, va- a vampire that came before Dracula. Gotcha. The really cool thing I like about him is because his origin is Greek, he's not hurt by Catholic and or Christian imagery. Okay. But the other vampires are because all the other vampires that were turned were raised as Christian. Gotcha. So it's what you believe. Yeah. There's um, a bit of that in the new Dracula. Just a little bit. He has like video game um, vampire powers. Like he can use his blood to turn it into weapons and he can make a cloak of blood and he, he can do some wild things. He can turn into red mist, go into someone and then explode out. Or turn mm. into mist and drain all the blood out of somebody after going into them. Yeah, there, it's it's pretty wild. But the the whole story is about him trying to get his revenge on Dracula for killing his family. The Native Americans? Yeah, because he had decided to have a life of peace and not be a killer anymore. And mm. Dracula took it away from him. Gotcha. There's also lots of little punny jokes that I like. Because every little supernatural story is real in this um for example there's a doctor in the story named frankie stein mm-hmm. um there mr hyde owns a bar in new york um there is a werewolf a werewolf gang in new york called the crescent like i like the little puns i like how they're called the crescent yeah, i get it yeah it's cool it's 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 an interesting book it gets a little um sexual in places though that kind of surprised me I think you'd like... Uh, yeah. Go ahead, David. Uh, there's a, a series uh, called uh, The Old World Series by uh, uh, Melissa F. Olson. And it's a really good, I want to say, seven books now or so. Really, really good good series. Lots of puns, lots of action. Right, right up here. Right up here. Melissa F. Olson is the author. Is the author. I'll have to check that out. I'm, I This is only a three-book three series, so I should be done uh, soon. She's got... And they were... Yeah, she's got two main storylines that all exist in the same world. Uh, one of them's three books, and I think the other's four currently. You know, I talked about this enough that I'm just going to make it my nerdy thing and not be the honorable mention. <laughs> that works. <laughs> it was so honorable, it got promoted. Yeah. I read a book series, uh, the Anita Blake series, where yeah. I had picked up the first one, and it was super cool. And then it just, like... Like, after the first book, just turned into a bunch of weird orgies. Yeah. And I lost yeah. complete there, interest. There is quite a market for that kind of thing. And, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've read several of them myself. But <laughs> they're not for everybody. I mean, Some of them no, are more and, erotic than others. Yeah, and I don't mind the erotic thing as long as it fits with the story. But for Absolutely. a while, it was just like... Who is she fucking now? Now she's fucking us. <laughs> right. Now she's um, fucking us. Uh, it was just were, cool when you were just a fucking necromancer raising the dead to answer questions for cops. Yeah. Like that was the that was fucking cool. Oh, it gets so much weirder. I've read seven or eight of that series. Um, I think I got to like eleven and oh, I okay. went done. Yeah, see, I got I to like seven and went, nope, no more of this. Yeah, the, um, yes. the Jane Silver books, I haven't figured out why the sex scenes are in it. They yeah. don't seem to enhance the plot at all. Uh, a series that actually is really good at that, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, the Dark Hunter series. No. Uh, Sherian Kenyon, I believe her name is. Yeah. I feel uh, like I've heard of this. 
Yeah, there's like 15 or 20 or even more of them nowadays. I, I, was, I read them back in the early 2000s. There's a bunch I of them. I feel like I read that. They're pretty good. They have to deal with the Dark Hunters, obviously. Clearly. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. say. It's I'll a good series. It yeah, it's a good series. There's a lot of them, too. They're, they're, really, they're, they're pretty good reads to the old three, 400 pages. Yeah, so, I feel like uh, I may have read those. I, I think we're supposed to vote now, though. I was about to say that exact thing. So, David, you have four widgets. Oh, yes. I give all four to Erica. Aw, thank on. you. Did you all hear Archie barking in the background? I did. Yeah. I, I take it back. I give three to Erica and one to Archie. Okay. <laughs> Archie has one widget. I have to write it in. Yep. Make sure you give Archie his widget. He's earned it. Okay, then, um, Erica. Uh, I am going to split my widgets. Uh, David gets two for troubleshooting a car, which I think is fun. Thank you. Um, and then you get two because you feel very passionately about a weird, great story. That's also a horror story, but I have more questions that I'm not even sure you can answer. But I like it. I like the premise. I think it's cool. You seem to be really into it. And I think that's really nerdy. Well, I'm going to give two of my widgets to Erica and two to myself. But Yay. that makes Erica win. Yay! Yay! So, um, twist endings. Um, so, listeners, we have no outline today. <laughs> we, hey, we don't came up give with the this shit on, away! Why and not? talk about twists. <laughs> no, oh yeah don't give the shit away that would be called a spoiler and you know when you're talking about things with twist endings there's going to be spoilers so yes. we're not going to give a spoiler warning for every single one of these we're going to talk about but we are going to talk we are going to say what we're talking about um, before we start with the twist ending but I'm not, we're not just going to say spoiler alert over and over again so if well, you hear us mention some title that you don't want to hear the ending to skip ahead a little bit or a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to like timestamp exactly where we are, but no, generally, no, I'm not. Spoil- spoilers Bright ahoy. Good. I'm definitely not doing that. I was going to say, yeah, but then Bright would have to actually edit. And, you know, that takes time, and he doesn't want to do that. So. Hey, we edit shit. I, <laughs> I, I do edit. I do listen to them. I'm teasing. Jesus. I mean, often I'll publish the episode, then listen to it and go, oh shit, and then go back. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember on more than one occasion you'd be like, yeah, I don't edit. That's true. Well, no, what he means is he doesn't meticulously edit the way he did when the podcast first came out That's and true. drove himself fucking insane. Yeah, he I still edit. I still edit. I mean, I I will do my macros, which do a lot of the work for me, and as the podcast goes on, I will note things and I will check those things and remove them if I have to. So I'll note a timestamp while we're on. So I do do that. But we're we're gotten so good at this that I don't generally have to cut anything after the fact. Yay. So not to toot our own horn, but I think we've we've kind of got it down. I mean, we're not the best podcast in the world. There are much better production podcasts, but, you know, we're we're pretty good conversational podcasts. Yeah. Um, well, we don't need a lot of production because our personalities bring it to life. So um, let's just start this topic. Um, you well, know, like, 
you know, what we decided we're going to do is change up the questions each time. So instead of having outlined questions, why don't we just, you know, I'll I'll ask someone a question and then they can come up with a question for someone else. Uh, I did. By the way, guys, I got feedback about that. Our listeners do like that. We're changing the questions up. Oh, awesome. So Erica, yeah, yeah, had your idea. idea. Yes. Wait, what did we get feedback? <laughs> um, I get messages in my Facebook. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it happens almost yeah. every episode. Oh, damn. Usually, I, ne- I never do. <laughs> yeah. It's usually Holly. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Holly, Holly will let me know if she liked the episode every week. It's it's very cool to hear, hear from her. She's good. Hi. Shout out to Holly. Hi, Holly. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, on occasion, I'll, I might hear from um, Dylan or um, or um, uh, Alita or someone else who either f- follows us on the thing or listens to the podcast. And sometimes we get comments on the SoundCloud Oh, awesome. I get messages. That's all, That's cool. I, I had no idea. That, that's awesome. Erica has fans. They go on the Facebook page and they talk to her. And then I, I message her and let her know or I tell them to PM her if they're friends. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That's very cool. I don't yeah. call them so, fans. I call them friends that I haven't talked to yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, listeners, <laughs> David needs fans so reach out to david on the facebook page let him know that he clearly he, uh, has no idea yeah <laughs> oh that's funny all right so um david i'm just gonna ask you um what do you like movies with movies books etc with twist endings when there are truly twists and they're not telegraphed away beforehand and something actually comes up and blindsides you, yeah, it can usually be a lot of fun. No, I, no, my favorite is when the, when it's there and you have to just pay attention. Not to where they're hitting you over the head with it or it's like some movie trope that, you know, you know is coming. Like, that's really fucking annoying. That's but what I'm like, saying. When you have, like, the hints going through, like, if, if you were actually paying attention... You got it. Those are my favorite. I don't like it when they come out of nowhere. Um, like the movie Knowing with Nicolas Cage. Right. I feel like you started that wrong with saying Nicolas Cage. Like, I feel like that defined that movie before you explained it. Um, <laughs> there were some very good Nicolas Cage movies. Um, I, I never said there weren't. I said okay. 10. I said, what I'm trying to say is he tends to fall in to this category for the most part where you know that there's going to be a twist. Like well, with, that seems to be knowing, like the only movies he, he does. Knowing was a movie about a mystery, but when you do finally find about the mystery, it's aliens. And aliens. there is no clue anywhere else in the movie that it's aliens. <laughs> It just happens to be aliens and there's no reason for it to be. It doesn't make sense for the story. It's just, it could have been anything. It could have been aliens. It could have been the government. It could have been anything, but there was nothing that made that interesting. Mm. You mean like weird, wormy aliens that come out of people's butts and stuff? You mean movies like that? That movie had some of the best twists of all time. That movie was terrible you know what the best twist of stephen king's Dreamcatcher was that mm. i got erica to sit through the whole thing <laughs> uh, i was gonna say i've never seen it so it's pretty bad and i, I, will admit, I believe you 
I can be very forgiving of movies. Not, I don't know. I haven't read it. I probably never will because the movie was so shitty. I've been like, told the book is good, but when I looked up the plot summary for the book, it goes step by step of the movie. Like they actually made that book into a movie, so I don't know how the book could be good. Uh, um, there are butt aliens, David. That's, I mean, really, the movie yeah, is unwatchable. It's I, not I, just a bad movie; it's unwatchable. I, I gathered. About the butt aliens from the earlier conversation. <laughs> it also has um, a psychic, developmentally challenged guy that might be from another dimension. It's a it, Stephen King book. Of course it does. And it has... Um, Let me guess. It some, takes place in Maine. It ha- Yes. And Derry, takes place Derry, in Maine. And Derry is involved as well. Oh, Jesus. And it's the trifecta. It is also involves... Government, a, a special government agency that's that fights aliens wow. that comes out of nowhere in the movie. You you start to wonder if you if you nod it off and you're actually in the next movie. <laughs> Morgan and Freeman's want, in it. Yeah, and I want to take this moment to say, the in the first ten minutes of the movie, I looked at Brian and I said, "No, I'm done. This is stupid." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, no, let's give it another 10 minutes. Maybe it'll get better. And 10 <laughs> minutes later, I said, this is fucking stupid. Why are we still here? This is a waste of my life. <laughs> and he continued to say, no, 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 no. And 10 minutes at a time <laughs> through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and so we sat through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Uh, and I was the most miserable fucking person <laughs> the whole fucking time. And I was like, I cannot believe you made me sit through that piece of shit. That's so, funny. True story. And now people are Googling when Dreamcatcher was released because it was in the theaters that we saw it. It was a long fucking time ago. <laughs> and we should have left and got our fucking money back, which is what I wanted to do. But, you know. Whatever. <laughs> so, you know, you know what I think, like, one of the biggest twist movies was? What? The, the I See Dead People. Oh, yeah. That was, that was an amazing twist. It honestly ruined the rewatchability of that movie, but. It did. But, it yeah, did. no, Shyamalan became known for the twist. I mean. They even made fun of him to the point of where uh, a claymation statue of him going, what a twist! <laughs> no, I know, I know. But I feel like like that was the first time, and, and maybe I'm totally wrong, but it's the first time I recall watching a movie where there were hints through the whole thing. Like, you were told what was happening, but you weren't head over the head with it. So when it came out, it was it was a revelation, but you were also like, oh, duh, that makes sense. I feel like, I don't know if it was the first time in cinema, but it was the first movie I ever saw. And then there seemed to be like more movies that came after that, where if you were paying enough attention, you saw exactly what was happening. And I think that says something for like the narrative of a movie that... You have to immerse the person in it. Well, right. that, well, I don't know when that came out. I think the usual suspects did the same thing. 
So, Nate, I don't know which one came out first. The Usual Suspects came out first. Did it? Okay. Um, I think it's I think it's something that's been done in film. I mean, I can't name a bunch of films that did it before Sixth Sense, but I, I think it's something that's been done in film. But it's Sixth Sense is the film that did that in our generation. It's definitely oh, okay. the big film that did that in our generation. Yeah. I mean, the um, when I saw the Sixth Sense and they they did the ending at the end, I went, wow. It's just like that. Don't be afraid of the dark episode. Or are you afraid of the dark episode? Yep, I love that. I used to, I used to enjoy that show as a kid. That was fun. I enjoyed that show, but I don't know what episode you're talking about. There was an episode of that show where a girl was, um, was investigating strange activity with her brother through the whole episode, and it turned out that her brother was dead and he didn't know. She knew, but he didn't know. Mm. And through the whole episode, there were clues. They were in a hotel, right? I don't remember that. I just remember that they. Yeah, yeah, I remember. No one else could see him, but he could. He, yeah, it was. It was weird. And if you watched it again, you noticed it. But if you didn't, if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't. You, you just nobody would notice that the first time. They did it just like the Sixth Sense, but it was before the Sixth Sense. <laughs> and if you look up, um, uh, if you look up the Sixth Sense ripped off, are you afraid of the dark? It's it, there's articles about it. <laughs> I I love the usual suspects. I think that was a perfect like it was like a mystery but almost a bait and switch at the same time. But then when you go back and you look at it you're like holy shit. That makes perfect sense. And I love those movies. Those are the twists that I like, the ones that make sense. Like Shutter Island was one of those. Like, as long as you were watching, like, you were paying attention to how people were reacting, you got, you understood what was happening before, like, the big reveal. But it didn't mean that it meant any less when it was revealed, because, you know, he just, you know, you just saw him working through it. And I thought it was really cool. I didn't predict any of those. It it surprised me. I mean, the usual suspects really caught me off guard, but I think usual suspects... The twist isn't very realistic. I mean, for that to happen is kind of unrealistic, but I think it's fantastical enough that it gets your interest. Like you get to the end and you're like, holy cow, he made up the whole story. Mm-hmm. What's funny is even if the cop caught him, he still had immunity. <laughs> hmm. That's true. So him running out the door and running after him didn't matter at all. <laughs> yeah. It was just... Verbal Kent messing with the um, the detective for no real reason other than his own amusement. Oh, do you know which movie I just thought of? That's one of my favorites that has a big twist in it. Um, Are you going to guess, Brian? Hocus Pocus. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? what movie? What's in the box? Oh, seven. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh my god, this is so cool. Kevin Spacey's the bad guy in that one too, now that I think about it. Hmm. I just realized that. Apparently he's good at being a bad guy. Yeah, you know, in real life and in the movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um I I mean, you talk about seven, you're talking about David Fincher, so you gotta talk about Fight Club. Um Well yeah, Fight Club's got one hell of a whammy ending too. I know, Erica, you no, say that, that you can see saw. it coming, but it really caught me off guard. I think it's yeah, a good I, twist. First time I saw it, I didn't see it coming at all. I was like, wait, what? 
You know, I saw Fight Club for the first time on VHS. Yeah, because we're old, Brian. <laughs> We've been over this. We're old. I saw Fight Club for the first time on a very bad copy of a copy of a copy of a VHS. Did it make you any less obsessed with it? Oh, I think it was the best way to see it. <laughs> I yeah. think it added extra little bit. of I, um, The book Fight Club, the twist is a little bit more obvious because it's revealed about halfway through the book. They don't wait till the end. That's actually Chuck. That, something Chuck Palahniuk likes to do. I mean, they changed... A lot of things. The movie is a unique thing compared to the book. So if you like the movie, the book is worth reading uh, because it's it's so different that it's different, but it has the same spirit as the movie. And the actual ending of the book made me laugh my ass off. Yeah, Polonick's good at that. I I think Polonick is good at twists. And I, I mean, I read a book by Chuck Polonick once that you don't really know what the book is about because it's told in a disjointed style by different points of view. And I thought I was reading a book about a guy who was trying to infect the world with rabies and about a culture of people who crash their cars while having sex. The book ended up being about time travel. I went, what? (laughs) Yeah. I, I literally dropped my book. I was like, that Okay, he did that just to fuck with the reader because it's not even a good twist. It was just a wild thing that happened. But it, the book was interesting. I like the book. <laughs> Is this that one about the model? Uh, that's Invisible Monsters. Oh. That's the book about the model whose jaw got shot off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- yeah, I never could finish that. I got too, it got too graphic. I don't remember finishing it either. Yeah, there were two of his books I couldn't finish. Um, that one and Haunted. Mm-hmm. Um they the haunted is a, is a anthology of short stories told on the premise of people at a writer's workshop and the people at the writer's workshop are getting more and more depraved and twisted as the book goes on i <coughs> excuse me i had to mute excuse me um i got to the point where they the people who were in the writer's workshop were cutting off their fingers and feeding them to the cat and i went I don't think I can read this anymore. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> there are. So what about short- you, David? Oh, sorry, Brian. What What about me? It's okay. I'm gonna have to go on a, a coughing fit for a while. So talk without me for a little while. <laughs> okay. What do like what What movies have you seen you seen that you really enjoyed that had twists? Well, one of the first movies that I can remember seeing that had a twist that shocked me when I was a kid was uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's true. Luke, I am your father. Yeah. You know, it's such a when, hot, you know, to be true. Yeah, when, when oh. you're a kid and you have no idea that's coming, you're just like, wait, he's what? Um, Hello, mm-hmm. hi, Brian. I think you will all find that the correct line is, no, oh, I, I am, am your father. father. Uh, Obi-Wan oh, never I'm told so you what happened to your sorry. father. <laughs> yeah, he did. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. <laughs> that's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, so that was like one of the first times I'd ever consciously seen a, a twist ending that shocked me and changed changed the entire game. I'm just realizing how close David's voice to Mark Hamill's voice is. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, you did the you did the impression really well. I've never heard anybody do a Mark Hamill impression very well before. What'd you think, Erica? I, I wasn't no, even I trying. Was pretty good. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. When you when you just talk in your normal speaking voice, I see similarities between your voice and Mark Hamill's. Huh. I bet you could do a Joker impression if you worked on it. Well, it's not terrible. Holly. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. I am so distracted from the topic because that was really good. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I'll add it to my list of talents. Ugh. Luckily, GMing a lot it helps you kind of practice the voice acting pipes a little bit. Cause oh, I agree with that completely. Like uh, your your portrayal of goblins in uh, in uh, Frostford Captives is what got me to love Pathfinder so much. No, I smash dog. No, no, you smash dog. I smash dog. <laughs> Set it on fire. <laughs> I literally. Oh, quit. great. I played a gnome character where I did that constricting Gladys voice and I had to stop doing it because I literally strained my vocal cords. Uh, That's good. I was playing a bard and I tried singing in that voice. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, that's that's bad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think the the wackiest I go for an accent is I I switch into my my Scottish slash English for when I play dwarves. I cannot do an accent while I am trying. Hmm. I'm just, okay. I, I think the only accent I can, that I can do while trying to do an accent is like a British, like a proper British accent. Not like oh. a cockney, but like a real, like proper one. And that's only because I watched a lot of fucking Mary Poppins. <laughs> I've, heard you, I've heard you just slip into like seven different English dialects without trying. But that's the thing. I'm not trying. Like I will, I'll be doing something, and then like all of a sudden I have a Russian accent, or like it's just weird fucking shit. But then as soon as I fucking think about it, it's gone, just completely gone. Yeah. So. Yeah, my my Russian accent for my Pathfinder Second Ed game needs a little work. It's fun though. No, and the only accent that I cannot do intentionally, but do if I get really, really fucking angry, is a southern accent. Well, I do declare. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it intentionally, but I get pissed off enough, or I start talking to my cousins, mm, and I just slide out. right into that. Yeah, when I start talking to family from Minnesota, I I, I start to get a little hint of oh, you betcha. So I'm I'm going to get back to the Star Wars topic, the Empire Strikes Back topic. Yes. And I am going to say I never got surprised by it because I don't remember watching it and Uh, learning it for the first time. Well, the first time I ever saw it was during the special edition re-release in the 90s. My mother took me to go see Star Wars. And then the week later, she took me to see the Empire Strikes Back. And I had never seen any of them before. And, oh my god, they made me the man I am today. Yeah, I had seen Star Wars. I saw Empire Strikes Back. I saw Empire (laughs) Strikes Back in the drive-in when I was three, something like that. That would have been so cool. The the Battle on Hoth would have been so cool. I remember everything. I remember pointing at the screen and the walkers. And I, um, when I saw the movie again in the 90s in theaters, I... Noticed a lot of things I didn't remember because, you mm-hmm. know, undeveloped brain saw it the first time. But 
I pretty, I mean, I think I'd seen it on TV a little bit, but I mean, I felt like I knew the movie from beginning to end. And then when I saw it again in the 90s, I felt like I was paying attention in detail. Good way um, I, I did not see it or any Star Wars movie until I think it was 2000, 1999 or 2000, because my dad was a Trekkie and is a Trekkie. And at that time, like when I was growing up, you were either a Trekkie or you were a Star Wars nerd. You weren't generally both. And so he he loved Star Wars, but he never talked about it. But he talked about Star Trek all the time. So I was like, okay, whatever. And like I watched, you know, Star Trek and we had our Robotech and like all this like real nerdy shit. But we never talked about Star Wars. It actually took a friend of mine, Jimmy, and like, because it was it was the year that episode one came out, whatever year that was. And he was 99, 99, 99. Yeah. So it was he he was like, oh, we're going to go see, you know, episode one of Star Wars. And I'm like, yeah, I never saw any of those movies. And he was like, what? I'm like, yeah, no, I never saw them. So he made me sit down. And watch all of them with him so that he could take me to see episode one so it would make sense. I'd like to take a moment to say it didn't make any more fucking sense. I could have just gone and watched episode one and things would have been fine. I think it would have been better. You probably would have appreciated the sequels more if you had the prequels more if you hadn't seen the original trilogy first. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, can, I, mean, I like, can, I can, I can agree to that. I think if you haven't seen the original four, the original three watching from the beginning is a good way to do it. Well, the only see, thing is, is if you watch the prequels, then the whole, no, I am your father thing is not a surprise. No, no, not whatsoever, but which I think was his point, but I wasn't surprised because that was like part of pulp culture. Like, I am your father. It was like, it's been a fucking joke forever. So, like, I wasn't surprised. And then I'll tell you what, because in the same week that I watched those three, then he took me to see episode one. I do not have a hate relationship with the prequels whatsoever. You're because I did not, I didn't have 10, 15, 20 fucking years to sit here and, like, idolize these three movies and then the prequels came out and then like get angry at fucking Jar Jar Bing's existence, which I think is the second one. But that's not the point. Like, I, I didn't have time to grow this like internal thing. So I like all the Star Wars movies. Some are better than others, a hundred percent. But you know, I don't have like a prejudice because of that, I think. I I, I wanna bring up uh, another very twisty movie. And see what people's opinions are. Because it's sort of a movie that relies on its twist. Okay. Have you all seen Memento? Oh my yes. god, yes. Um, David, what do you think of Memento? Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was an interesting movie. Uh, I loved it. As a yeah. psych major, I love all... Well, I guess I have degrees, but it, it doesn't matter. Like, I love the psychological thrillers. And Memento was absolutely one of those you it was so disjointed 
you weren't really fucking sure what was happening. And you're right, Brian. Like the twist is what makes it like it's what pulls it all together. Didn't we see watch, Memento together? We did. And if you watch oh. the cut of Memento, that's pieced together to be chronological. Mm-hmm. It it's a shitty movie. <laughs> Yeah. It only works because of the quirky nature of its backwards, kind of disjointed watching. Right. Yeah. It's I not good if you watch it in order. Yeah, it's kind of like a, like a, like lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. If you really, like, if it wasn't as disjointed as it is, not that it plays with time or anything, but just like the story itself being as disjointed or snatch for that reason. Like the way that the you have like this group and then this group and then this group and then how they fucking interact together at like the end. Like if you didn't have that, it would take away from the story. My favorite thing about Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels is the end. I love the fact that that movie just completely leaves you leaves you hanging. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. On a freeze frame with music playing. I think that's the funniest way to end that movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was really good because you you really don't need to know you don't need to know if he kept the guns or not it it's nope. just and it, it it's a great yeah that lock, lock stock and two smoking barrels is fantastic um I I I am starting to notice that you know we're revealing we're we're talking about movies with twist endings other than Star Wars we really we we really haven't revealed the twist yet well, that's not true we spoiled the shit out of the sixth sense. That's true, mm-hmm. but everybody's seen that. And if they haven't, then, you know, it's on them. Well, I mean, there's twist know? endings in all of Shyamalan's movies. It's kind of his That's thing. True. Do you know what movie I saw recently? And I mean, recently, like in the last two years, that I really, really fucking enjoyed a lot? Frozen. No. Okay, I don't know what. Split. Oh, yeah. I really, really fucking enjoyed that. I had no idea that it had anything to do with, like, Unbreakable. Or anything until the fucking very end. Like, I really enjoyed and, Split, and it it caught me off guard too. I didn't know they were going to do that. Yeah, no idea, no fucking idea. It was really cool. I enjoyed it immensely, and I think he did an amazing job. I haven't seen um, the third one though, so. Um, I have to say the movie with the most fucked up twist, I believe, is the most fucked up twist is Old Boy. I don't know. Um. I'm not going to reveal it. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm not going to reveal it. But it, it has the most fucked up twist of any movie I've ever seen. Well, Google will just fucking tell me then. Don't look it up. See the movie. <laughs> well, I don't even know what the movie's about. You won't tell me. It. I can tell you what it's about. It's about a guy who's locked in a room for 15 years with no knowledge of why he's been in prison or who's behind it. And then he's let out. That's oh, why it's called Old Boy. I heard about that. You want to I mean... The the American remake is the same movie, but you the original is better. Yeah, isn't the remake with um what's his name? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I can see his face. Um, but I'm so bad with names. Uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, not to be super negative, and and we're talking about like twists and movies and shit. Did either of you see, like, the new Hellboy? No, I have not, but it's on HBO. I've been planning on watching it. Yeah, you might want to skip it. 
Eh, I don't watch it anyway, even if it's bad. I, I can go in with no expectations. And it's just probably, I mean, I went in with no expectations, and I almost stopped the movie halfway. I was like, that's dumb. Which really makes me sad, because the actor that played Hellboy from the Stranger Things, I can't remember his name, actually did a good job. Now, he is not, like, as good as the previous actor by, like, but he held his own, man. But they did a lot of creative shit with that, including, like, this weird twist in the middle that that just made it bad writing. Just bad writing, which is why I think it did not do well. Have you seen um, The Orphan? Yes. Uh, I have not. It's a horror movie. Yep, I have not and probably won't. So go ahead and spoil it. I don't care. It's about a a couple that adopts a little girl. And a little girl starts doing sadistic things, including trying to seduce the dad. Mm, Sounds like a creepier omen. Well, it turns out that she's an insane 33-year-old woman with a hormone disorder. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That Mm -hmm. took a turn. And she like she's like a serial killer where she like um, goes to orphanages, gets adopted and then screws up the family. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She she gets a kick out of pretending to be a kid to seduce dads because of her like fucked up background. Yeah. It's it's a crazy movie. (laughs) Do you know what I feel like we are not mentioning and we absolutely should. Speaking of horror genres with twists. Um. See, I don't watch horror movies, so I have no idea yeah, what you're talking about. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking of. Saw. Oh, yeah, that's a good twist. Never seen it. Never it's, going it's to. It's a very good movie. It's, eh. It the is. The original Saw is not I, just... Yeah. No, not a fan. <laughs> I, I'm i one of the few people that likes all seven movies. Uh, I've only seen, like, the first two, and then I was like, nah, it's okay. Um, I might eventually watch them, but the first one blew my mind. I'm not going to lie. Like, I want, and since David's not going to watch it, it didn't matter. Yeah, go for but, it. Like, Spoil the shit out you, of it. I don't care. You go through the whole movie trying to figure this out, right? And the fucking guy is just laying there. Just fucking laying so there. It's about these two guys in a, that wake up in a room, and there's a dead body in the middle of the room. Or what they think is a dead body. The dead body is in front of you through the whole movie. And ends whole up being thing. the killer. Mm-hmm. Just laying there the whole time. Yeah, he's wearing a mask that makes it look like his face is blown off. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was going to say, it would seem like if one of them had touched him or something, the ru- the the the, uh, the mascarade would have been, the jig would have been up. They can't get to him. They're chained. Uh, to yeah, they I can't touch him or check his pulse or anything because they're chained up. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the whole thing about the movie is that they're chained up and then one of them cuts his own leg off to get out. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Carrie El West like, plays the guy. Carrie El West plays the guy. But one of the things about all seven movies, so there are, I watched this, all the Saw movies, and the ones in the middle start to get a little hard. To, they're mostly about the torture porn. But when you get to the end, the last Saw movie ties the whole franchise together like they planned it. Uh huh. They did not plan it, though. But they did a very good job of doing it. It's very good. Um, I liked the seventh one a lot. The the ones in the middle, I mean, you can skip them and just watch the seventh one <laughs> because it recaps everything that happened. Okay. 
Do you know what movie I saw that I was forced to see? That, and I do mean forced. Like I was told, please keep watching, just like fucking Brian did. But this one I actually ended up not regretting. Um, Gone, Baby Gone. Have either of you seen that? Yes. No, I have not. How was it, David? It was good. It was a very, very good movie. Kidnapping so, movies are hard. They can be, yeah. but when they're done well, they're they're good. It was hard for me as a mother. Like I was losing my I bet. shit. I bet. Like losing I- my fucking shit. And Marcus just kept going, She's okay. I promise you she's okay. You have to watch the movie. And I'm like, that girl better not be dead. I will I will lose it on you. And he's like, no, no, no. She's okay. Just keep watching the movie. And, and you get to the end, you're like, shit. Okay, I get it. And it, it was done. It was super well done. I really enjoyed it. Have you ever seen Room? No. That is a hard-to-watch movie. Um, not The Room, but just Room by itself. It's a, it's a movie about a kidnapping. Nope. I don't know. Yeah, it's about a woman who was kidnapped when she was a teenager and kept um, kept prisoner um, and impregnated. And she raises her kid in this room. She's in there for like 11 years. Wow. Yeah. It's a very, very hard to watch movie. Um, but they get out of the room in the middle of the movie. So it's not like you're watching a very uncomfortable movie through the whole thing. The majority of the movie is about them recovering from the trauma but it's a it's a good movie it's a really good movie um it mm-hmm. it's very upsetting to watch heather and i yeah. watch it together it's very I'm upsetting pass. To watch. the older i get the less i'm okay with upsetting movies and i don't know why like sex doesn't bother me violence doesn't bother me creepy shit doesn't bother me but things that are gonna like psychologically Fuck people really bothered. I don't know. You know what's um, kind of disjointed that has a cool twist? Arrival. I haven't seen that yet. I am familiar with the twist, though, so if you want to spoil it, feel free. Have you seen that one, David? Which one? Arrival. Uh, I've heard of it enough. Don't worry about spoiling it. Go for it. Yeah, well, the, the whole idea is, like, so she's, like, the scientist, and she's trying to communicate with these aliens. Mm-hmm. And they use like this, uh, like like ink blot communication system. And throughout the movie, it's kind of like Memento in the way, like you're not sure what came first, but you think you you know. So you think that this woman has um, had a child that died of cancer, and she like doesn't talk to her ex-husband anymore. Like they have to work to like, they end up working together on this thing, but they don't communicate anymore. And you think that's where it is. And then it turns out none of it's happened yet because she starts this communication with these aliens. And I guess it opens up like a place in her mind where she starts to experience time differently. And so it's not linear for her. And so she still ends up, getting together with the scientist who you think she already had a past relationship with knowing that they're going to have a child that's going to die. It's weird. Uh, Yeah. And it made me really sad because anytime kids are like, you know, dying, it's horrible. Like for me, postpartum is not a thing that you should 
that anybody should ever joke about or or anything. It's some serious shit. You know, I I think that qualifies as probably one of the most fucked up twist endings. You know what I think the most fucked up twist ending is? What? Hmm. Jacob's Ladder. I've not actually seen that. Really? You seen it, David? Uh, no, I can't say that I have. I'm, I'm not going to spoil that one. So, okay. listeners, <laughs> feel free to comment about Jacob's Ladder. I don't want to spoil that one, but it's a Tim Robbins movie, so you know it's good. All right. Yeah, it's it's very very good. It's um yeah yeah it's it's a good movie. But it um David, I will warn you, it has been described as a horrific movie in some reviews because it to be has fair, a, I'm probably not going to watch it. So it has some very um disturbing imagery. But I wouldn't qualify it as a horror movie. I'd call it more of a psycho, psychological gotcha. kind of um, psychedelic kind of movie. Ah, well, speaking of psychological kinds of things, what about the Twilight Zone? Those were famous for its twist endings. Oh yeah, my favorite one's the guy that's in a dollhouse. Oh, that was my a favorite. good one. That was a good one. My favorite Twilight Zone episode doesn't have a twist ending. Well, boo. It's the William Shatner one where there was something on the wing. No, there is a twist ending. There's actually damage on the wing. Yeah, but it's not a twist. It, I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, it or was really it? happening the whole time. But we all knew it was really happening the whole time. <gasps> we didn't think he was going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just think people thought he was going crazy on the play and they didn't believe it. But it really, I mean, I, I never had any doubt that it was really happening. We were watching The Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's true. So I guess technically it has a twist, but I, I mean, we were watching The Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, after a while, you, the, the the twist becomes par for the course. You start looking yeah. at it. Twilight Zone episodes are all going to have something at the end. Yeah, which uh, is the same for Shyamalan movies. Eventually, you just sit there the entire time. All right, we're, what's, the, what's the twist? <laughs> it, Twilight Zone, that particular episode, the Nightmare at, the Nightmare at 50,000 Feet or whatever it was called, um, it didn't ha it had a twist. But it didn't have a twist that was ironic. It didn't like the twist wasn't like it. It didn't like get the comeuppance of the person. It didn't. It wasn't just a desserts twist. It wasn't the twist that affected their flaw or whatever. It was just. Right. I, I mean, I guess kind of it was because he was scared of flying. Yeah. Um, um, I can't believe uh, we haven't mentioned Black Mirror yet. Literally any of them. Black Mirror. That I, I'm Black Mirror is the best version of that kind of twilight zone type thing they really did a good job of making commentary on how technology is evil yeah all right um you watched black mirror uh, i have they, not i have not it um it's not there are episodes of the black mirror that are like horror yeah um, but mostly like it's like what? the twilight zone um like um playtest Look, I watched. I, I watched the. I watched uh, the X Files for the most part, so I'm not. I'm not that. Yeah, worried yeah. About it's stuff it, like that. It's there's just, an episode called Playtest where it's about a guy who's playtesting a virtual reality horror video game. Okay. So it's it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. Um. But uh, most of the time, Black Mirror is mostly disturbing, not horrific. Right. Yeah. Same with like, same with the X Files. A lot of the times, it wasn't necessarily scary, but it was definitely holy crap. What the hell? Um, Black Mirror has an episode where a woman is kidnapped, and the kidnapper demands that if she's going to be freed, um, the Prime Minister Britain has to have sex with a pig. I heard about this. Yes. Yes. I I have never watched it from beginning to end. 
<laughs> that episode? Yes, I have never watched that episode from beginning to end. Mm, I've, wa- I've I tried that to. One. Um, that yeah. is a very I disturbing the episode. The freakiest one for me was the uh, the guy that basically remade Star Trek. Oh, that one was freaky. That That's a good episode. That mm-hmm. has some horrific elements to it. It does. It really does have some horrific elements to it. Um, that one is about a guy who um, is obsessed with basically Star Trek, but it's a version of Star Trek in the show. And he re- he creates a virtual representation of Star Trek, but he downloads the memories of real people into it to create people in this in this um, version of Star Trek. And he he himself goes into the virtual world and torments these people. And the and idea we don't is, mean with like 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 physically like like torturing them, just like. Like he plays out episodes of what would be basically Star Trek and he makes them he's like the captain and they have to be subservient. And if they're not subservient, he punishes them in horrific ways. Yes, correct. Okay. And the idea is, is if you can download someone's mind into a computer, is it still cruel? Hmm. Interesting Mm -hmm. idea. They they cover they do that a lot in Black Mirror. There's um there's a whole series of episodes about these things called cookies, which are people downloaded into um, their consciousness is downloaded into a virtual appliance. So they have these things that are like Alexa um, that run your household. Okay. But they use a vert. So like, let's say you buy one, you would then download your consciousness into the device. Okay. And it would be like, you're trapped inside the device running your household, but it's a virtual version of you. I see. Well, they send a technician to your house to basically torture the version of you inside the device to make them compliant. Interesting. And it's like, is that wrong? It's not a real person. It's just a consciousness in a computer. Mm -hmm. Just a copy of the consciousness. Yeah, but he like the the technician does things like um, speed up time inside the device so that from their perspective, they're in there for like 10 years. Wow. Okay. And that, but like alone in a void. So yeah, like that, the that worst kind terrible. of yeah, the worst kind of solitary confinement. And then go then um, turns it back on and talks to them, and it's like, okay, you're ready to comply now. And if they say no, oh, might as well do it a thousand years now, <laughs> until until they're willing to do anything to not be to not be alone. Very mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah, I think Black Mirror is is not only the twist, but like the the to get you to think about where that line is, right? So what's that line between humanity and not humanity? What's that line between technology and the organic? You know, where does that fall for us? And with the social and personal implications of crossing those lines can be a good one. Yeah, if you if you want. If you you don't have to watch the Black Mirror episodes in order, but if you really want to mm-hmm. see a good one to start with, watch White Christmas. Okay. It it stars John Hamm. Oh, well, neat. And it's it was the Black Mirror Christmas special, and okay. it's a number of stories told by two people that end up tying together and becoming cohesive, and it has two different twist endings, and it's really good. Okay. 
Yeah, it's it's a very good representation of what Black Mirror is, is that specific episode. And it, and it also has no horrific elements, so I think you would like it. It's it's very Twilight Zone-y. All right, White Christmas, I'll check it out. And John Hamm's good. Yeah, oh, John Hamm's well, good Yeah, actor, he's John so, Hamm. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's good in everything I've seen him in. Um, Erica, what's your favorite Black Mirror episode? Mm. Well... So the first one I ever watched, I think, kind of blew my mind and therefore was very, very memorable for me, um, was the idea, the the one where your brain literally records everything that happens. Oh, yeah. The, um, the history of you or something like that, the entire history of you. Yeah. So we're like, we get nostalgic and you're me- like, the idea is that your memory fades. And you remember the good parts and the bad parts where this is like a literal recording of your fucking life and what that means. So you have no true privacy because you can like, like you can share with what you remember with other people. So it's one of those things like if you, I don't know. Like, I think there were like something about somebody cheating on somebody and they're like, well, then show me where you were. Like, don't because tell they me, can, show me. They can play back any memory. It's a little implant that goes behind your ear and it lets you play back any memory with crystal clarity. Not only mm-hmm. play them back, but play them for other people. There's mm-hmm. a scene in the episode where they're at a party and they're all playing back memories instead of telling stories. Yeah. And then, like, some of the other implications are, like, like you're in a relationship with somebody, right? And you have sex with that person. You remember the whole thing. Well, right. that's recorded. So now that relationship's ended, right? So now we have, like, revenge porn, right? Where, like, either you post it or you'd be like, well, I have this and I can watch it whenever I want. You know, You know what I mean? Like, the whole idea that that's permanent well this is permanent for that person and they have like legal right to it so even though that relationship's ended they can go back and they can just replay that and replay that and the idea is that you will be forever violated like because they have just as much right to that as you do and then it brings up the implication of like well you have the option to erase these things and not remember them at all once you've erased them. Ooh, so interesting. You could erase your own memories. Yeah. Yeah, that's you can erase that, them that's an so interesting idea. Happens. I can imagine a lot of hijinks ensuing over a concept like that. One of yeah. the one of the scenes in the episode that made me go, Oh wow, that's dark technology. Um the couple is having sex and it shows them having sex. Mm-hmm. But then you realize that they're just emotionlessly having sex and they're watching highlights of when they've had it before and it was good. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. That that took a turn for the dark real quick. <laughs> yeah. And it gives the implication. I don't remember if they actually do in the episode is that you could be watching yourself having sex with somebody else and having sex with the person you're with now because nobody's inside your fucking head. So that was the one that was first memorable to me. But I think the one that really, and it's probably because I have like a personal like link to it is the one where the woman lost her husband and like now 
she's she's like grieving and there's like this robot where basically it's like um she like she a, orders a replica of her husband yeah. and uses his social media presence mm-hmm. to teach it how to be him oh creepy right. yeah and no. the the robot actually turns into him and looks like him and starts acting like him Huh. I think Futurama did a episode similar to that. It's very similar to that. Yeah. So like that was like personally like like tugging for me, but also terrifying. Right. It, it's really like yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack in in these episodes. I guess is like the point. Like each episode isn't generally about one thing. It's about the the chain events of that one thing of what it could like do to people and society. Gotcha. It's a lot of things. Interesting. Very, very interesting. You're gonna have to start watching it, man. <laughs> it's 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 now officially on the list. I just got done with Mandalorian. So that's how behind <laughs> the times I am. Um how'd you I mean, what'd you think? I, I mean Oh it's it's I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was really, really well done. Yes, having been a having been a Mandalorian buff and knowing a bit about at least as far as the expanded universe is concerned, the the legends and the lore behind the Mandalorian culture, I think that the show did a very accurate portrayal. Well, that being said, we're going to talk about that in detail in our bonus episode. So if you're yes, a patron, you can get your bonus episode and hear what David thought about the Mandalorian in detail. Mm-hmm. If you are not a patron, feel free to go to patreon.com slash radio and check out our bonus episodes where we talk about extra stuff after the episode's done. So um, if, if you like behind the scenes stuff, we always talk about the making of the episodes as well. Usually the stuff, the politics and things that happen behind the microphones, as it were. And like how how this episode ended up coming to be and that um it, we often talk about where we found guests and stuff like that so it's yes. it's it's an interesting little bonus content for we also and, we also talk about and, ideas for future episodes and usually we end up talking about star wars it, it does tend to come uh, up quite a bit no, no, when david's no. involved yes <laughs> if you look at our bonus episodes for the past few most of them are named something about Star Wars. <laughs> kind of tend to look. Star Wars is a big part of my life. The big part of who who and what I am. So it, t- a lot of things tend to gravitate that direction. <laughs> so um, before we close for the day, um, I want to um, talk about our little extra feature that we're going to be having on the bonus episode. And these are um, tales from the extra dimensional portal of Nerd Podcast Radio. Oh, uh, nice. So if you are a new listener, you have to know that Nerd Podcast Radio is is in possession of an extra dimensional portal. Um, it is multidimensional. So all hosts of the show have access to it. When someone becomes the host of the show, they get access to the extra dimensional portal. Um, David, um, you have as being a host for. Has it been? It's been a year now, right? I believe so. Yeah. So um, your probationary period is over, and I'm about to activate your um, access to the portal. Uh, So um, I get the key code. Um, It's well, if you just um, turn your head to the left, and you will feel a slight pinch as I use the portal, give you an injection. Ow! (laughs) Damn it, Brian! (laughs) Uh, And now your DNA is now bound to the portal. Oh, awesome. And um, you you oh, can man, now I'm use bleeding. it. What the hell? <laughs> well, you know it it did go directly into your spine. That's probably not blood. 
It's <laughs> that way I can't feel my right foot. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, no, wait, so, there it goes. Ah, uh, that's better. <laughs> so now um, we're calling this officially like Tales from the Extra Dimensional Portal. I feel like there needs to be a creep, uh, crypt creeper scream. That's all I'm we saying. do have to <laughs> get a this particular part of the podcast. I mean, that's going to happen eventually. We're going to have to reach out to someone to get a theme song made. If you're a listener who can pull that off, let us know. Um, awesome. As you know, we love putting music that people make because, for us. Because, you know, I mean, it's important because we actually have this technology to go to different dimensions. So we want to use it because it's real. Uh, for the FBI agents listening, it is kept in an indisclosed location and it is never in the same place longer than about 10 minutes. Well, it, it, it's also in all places at all time. Yes. So try not to wrap your head around that too hard. <laughs> um, so since Anthony not here, we sent we sent Erica out into the field um, to use the extra dimensional portal. So, Erica, where are you? No, you didn't. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We use the extra dimensional portal and we sent you to another dimension. Wait a minute, Brian. Remember, mm -mm. the extra dimensional portal also goes through time. That's true. So maybe we haven't done it yet. That Erica, have we not? Have we not give, have given you access to the extra dimensional portal? I could have sworn I did that next week. <laughs> no, I specifically told you I never wanted access to the portal. <laughs> I he, said I'm out. She hasn't gone through next week yet, so she doesn't know what's going to happen. Well, just leave it in, at that. In the next episode, we will find out what happened when I when I downloaded Erica into the portal without her consent. So I apologize in advance, Erica, because I forgot that you weren't going to be going into the portal. Um, uh, um, Erica, you might want to start carrying an extra pair of socks. I'm not going to say why, but it's probably a good idea. <laughs> and and as, the towels. And, and as Anthony will, as Anthony will attest, um, one of your alternate reality duplicates will take your place while you're gone, so your family will not miss you. Well, hopefully uh, she does a good job because I don't know. Amelia might be able, Amelia might be able to tell the difference. Maybe we'll, we'll find out. I, I still have not consented to this, so I don't know I, how to pull this. Don't worry, I am will. very, very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound it. <laughs> well you know once i once i once i type in the person's dna signature there's not much i can do about it it's locked in because from the portal's perspective it's already done it mm, that's right but remember when i signed up for this podcast i said i want no part of this portal business i got things to attend to and you said that wasn't gonna be a problem you know what? I can't remember every single little thing I sign in blood. <laughs> well, I feel like. <laughs> Wait, who's blood? That's not the point, David. <laughs> One of Mikey's clones. Ah, yeah. <laughs> we need to start cloning oh. him again. He's too busy. So, you know, next episode, um, David, you have to remember, remind me to check in and find out what happened to Erica. Okay. And um, I'm sure everything will be fine, Eric. It'll be okay. Mm. Just remember, just remember, warm sucks. And a towel. I mean, if you want, I guess it couldn't hurt. Yeah, this isn't the this isn't the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's a nerd podcast radio extra dimensional portal. You got to not mix up your little your sci fi things. <laughs> oh, I haven't mixed yeah. up anything. I just take that advice very very seriously. <laughs> I have towels in my car. 
just because. When you have kids, you should. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Towels are great. Everyone should always have a towel on hand. I've got quite the preparedness kit in my car. A fire extinguisher, towel, a blanket. Uh, I've got a gallon of water, a quart of oil, a uh, a tool kit. I I am the embodiment of be prepared. I think we can all agree that the best twist ending was the one where Erica actually hadn't gone anywhere yet. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where's the the twist? Well, you know, the twist was I thought she was sent and Mm. she's going to be, but she hasn't been. Yes. Time will do that to you. Oh, my knee just popped in. That was not comfortable. My knee popped out and then popped right back in. Ooh, on that note, we should probably end before I think something else happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there might be side effects of me just interfacing with the portal. Um, I I will talk about why my knee popped out and back in on the bonus episode. So we talked about twist endings. We went all over the place on this one, but I think we caught the gist of it that, you know, narratively, twist endings can be good and bad. We talked about the good ones this time and some awful movies, but, you know, not with twist endings, but we'll be... You know, maybe in a future topic, we'll talk about twist endings we hated. Oh, no, I talked about knowing. We talked about a lot of them, but still. do this topic again. They all get recycled. It's always fun. So um, I was Super Vegan Brian. I was joined by Kirstie Smurferica. Goodbye. (laughs) See you, Nabder. Yeah. (laughs) Did Did she go on on silent? Did we lose her? I can't tell. Yeah. Um... Oh, she's on. She's muted. She's muted. Yeah. So she must have stepped away. All so, right, well. and David the above the third. Goodbye, nurse. I um, would have. Uh, I would have. Uh, uh, Erica say say goodbye and have you cut her off, but I'll do it this time. So, bye. You did it too early because this is Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay oh. nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. You're right. I did. I jumped the gun. <laughs> say goodbye, David. I'll cut you off. Bye.